Hey, hey, it's Andy Giannis, and you're listening or watching to another episode of Pod Slamajama presented by Clutch City Control Room. On this episode of PSJ, we'll be talking about breaking news right off the uh, right off the presses. To be honest, we have scheduled this for 10 a.m. send off. We will be talking about the new $150 million fundraising campaign launched by the University of Houston Athletics. Just announced. Hit the intro. We got a lot to talk about. Jones across midfield. Jones just waiting for somebody. Jones inside the 20 to the 10. And for the fifth time in his career, will not be stopped. Here's Grimes in a pull-up three. Oh, Grimes. Dead-eye shooter. Blair to Patterson in the corner for three. To midcourt. That's Mark at the buzzer. Joining me, as always, Dayon Dunlap, my co-host. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. And uh, as we're recording this, this is June 2022. Or it is June 2022. It's June 22nd, 2022. And uh, real quickly, I just wanted to start off the show before we get into any details, just to say, um, you know, if you are those religious people, just to send thoughts and prayers to Chris Gardner, who today had the, the funeral for his mother um, on the 22nd that we're recording this. And obviously, if, if you follow us uh, from the basketball side of things, there's a good chance that you know who he is with the Houston Round Ball Review, a good friend of the show, and um, just wanted to give our thoughts with him in this difficult time. Uh, but day on, as we transition over, um, this is breaking news off the pressures. We're getting the embargo, but this will go out at 10 a.m. Uh, so we don't break that embargo. But um, the University of Houston Athletics Department just announced that they will be launching a comprehensive fundraising campaign this is i'm reading their official press release email um centered on competitive excellence for the big 12 conference obviously the big news uh, a couple of weeks ago was that the university of houston along with cincinnati and ucf were able to reach a buyout agreement uh with the american athletic conference and they are set to join the big 12 uh starting july 1st 2023 Obviously, a big part of joining Big 12, it, it, it's a big move just in and of itself. But for schools like Houston, for Cincinnati, UCF, they have not been on that Power 5 level. They have a lot of catching up to do when you look at a lot of these other programs that have been there, especially with U of H, when you look at some of the competitive schools in the state that they're going to be competing with now, the Baylors of the world, the TCUs of the world, heck, the Texas Techs of the world. Houston still has to catch up just in terms of facilities, and this is something that the, the university is looking um, to essentially fundraise so they can catch up. So like I said at the intro, at the beginning of the cold open, the target is an $150 million fundraising campaign. Um, by the way, uh, with the announcement, apparently head coach, head football coach Dana Hoverson has already contributed $1 million to that campaign. So um, I guess they still need to raise the other $149 million, and, and that's with the launch of the program. Uh, but really a lot of it's going to be centered in fundraising for the Football Development Center, which um, we touched on on previous episodes in terms of 
this new building that was recently approved. I want to say it might have been a month. No, it's been more. It's been about two, three months ago. I can't remember if it was March or April by the Board of Regents at the University of Houston. They approved. They give the green light to open the new football facility that's essentially going to be kind of like the Guy B. Lewis Development Center, but for football only specifically. And that obviously opens up a lot of space for a lot of the um Olympic sports to use the athletics alumni center specifically for that. And the football kind of steers clear and they're focused on their own facility, uh, kind of like both basketball teams, uh, men's and women's do with the Gabby Lewis uh, development facility. And that that's going to be the main focus, but along the, the, the money that is raised will also focus on improvements to the Gabby Lewis development center, which already is one heck of a facility. When you, when you look at it down, you and I have both been in that facility and obviously of course, improvements to the athletics alumni center, the way they phrase it, modernizing the athletics alumni center, which has been on campus for, it's probably been there longer than I've been. Um, It's been a while, but I, I won't say how old it is, but just in terms of the news, before we get into any of the, the videos are hearsay of Dana Hogerson. Just your thoughts on this campaign that the University of Houston launched on as of Thursday. I just think they're properly preparing for um, what the school and the sports program specifically are going to need to fully compete outside of on the field or on the court or whatever their respective sport is. Now, things like you mentioned, uh, the workout facilities, just the funding and going to each sport, just kind of just bringing their wallet uh, or asking for help with um, with the, the um, programs that they have. And so, I mean, just kind of jump out in front of before they get into the Big 12. It sounds like not only are they talking and talk, but they're trying to walk the walk. So especially head coach yeah. Dana Hogerson, um, starting with his own pocketbook, which uh, I hear is pretty deep. <laughs> So he's going <laughs> So I mean, it's good to see, man. Um, like, like you just talked about the guy Lewis. It's a one heck of a building. I haven't seen many other um, facilities, but just it's hard to imagine kids making decisions based on a, a, a workout facility, a, a weight room, or things like that. I, I I heard a lot, so I guess it is important. So I, I'm glad that Houston is jumping out just to update, leave, get all those things taken care of. And real quickly, for those of you that may have not seen any of the illustrations or for um, all we know, this might be the first time you're hearing of the football specific only center. This is what it is uh, projected to look like. It's going to be right next to the current indoor um, field that they have, that the Houston football team has um, right behind TDCU Stadium. Um, They're touting it to be one of the most uh, state of the art uh, facilities, obviously, of course, like you mentioned, trying to catch up with the Baylors, TCUs, some of those Power Five uh, programs. And uh, Dan, before I toss it over to you, I wanted to read a quote from Dana Holgerson that's in, the, in this release. And I quote, when I returned to the University of Houston nearly four years ago, I had a vision for what Cougar football could become. We are getting there. We are coming off a 12-win season, excited about the prospects of this upcoming year, preparing to enter the Big 12 in 2023 and building one of the best football facilities in the country. Houston has been committed to me and I am committed to Houston as a part of that commitment. I am honored to do my part to help make the new operations building a reality. My hope is that this small gesture 
uh, may further generate excitement for the Houston Rise campaign, end quote. Uh, that is Dana Hogerson once again um, starting off the campaign with a $1 million donation right off the bat uh, for the fundraiser. Once again, it seems like their goal is $150 million, not only for the football-specific only facility, but um, for improvements to the Gabby Lewis uh, development facility and obviously, of course, uh, modernization, as they called it, of the Athletics uh, Alumni Center. I want to read another quote. This is from the Vice President of Athletics, uh, the Athletic Director for the University of Houston Athletics, Chris Pesman, and I quote, um, we need to elevate to a Power 5 standard to provide our coaches and student athletes the tool they need to compete for championships in our new conference. This is the mission of Houston Rise. And Quote. So a lot of buzz off this campaign. Obviously, they're trying to, to you know, fundraise enough funds, like I said, to, to catch up um, with a lot of these other schools that they're going to be joining now in the Big 12 and just the Power 5 landscape overall. I remember in April when I believe it was the final spring practice. It was open to reporters and Dana Hoverson spoke and he said it then that just because, um, you know, Houston's joining the Big 12, the work wasn't done. It was just barely beginning because now they have to catch up with those other school programs, uh, Dayon, just uh, what Dana Homerson said, what Chris Pesman said, what are, what anything that stood out from those quotes? I mean, it's the same sentiments that we hear, starting with President Couture. Then you hear it um, echo down from Pesman and Hogerson. And what that's telling me that they're all in unison and they're all committed, like Coach Hogerson said, to getting Houston to the next level or as far as Power Five goes and being able to c- compete and handling. Um, well, taking care of all the things on the outside that as far as helping the kids prepare themselves to be able to perform at their highest level. And so, I mean, I, I, I love it from the start, um, from the top, all the way down to the coaching staff. And I mean, I'm hearing they're doing an executive job and we're actually seeing the work and there's more work to be done. Not just saying getting out and trying to do it as well. And so. I mean, uh, kudos to the, the entire team, all those who we don't even know their names who are part of making this happen. But, I mean, you all, you hear a lot with the coaching staff. They always ready for the President Couture, Pesman. They're all doing an outstanding job and really listening to the coaches and the, all the coaches about what they need to help get them to the highest level in the Big 12, in the Big 12 and co- competing with not only schools in the Big 12, but SEC and all the powerful high schools because you want to be the best you have to be able to hold up to that standard. And Houston's definitely on its way. Yeah, and, and kind of, I know we focused on the football side of things, but kind of um, the the upgrades that they're saying that they want to focus on with the Gavi Lewis and obviously with the Athletics Alumni Center. I, I'd go back, this is a couple seasons. This was coming off the Final Four uh, run that Houston, the men's basketball team, had uh, literally just, I, I believe it might have been a week or two removed after the Final Four. And Kelvin Sampson said it then that, you know, one of his goals was to take Chris Pesman around, and he said that he wanted to show him NBA facilities and kind of just state-of-the-art um, training centers, facilities that are across the country, show them, you know, what improvements they could have made. And this is, he was talking about the Guy B. Lewis development uh, facility two years ago, which, like we mentioned, just from a from a outside perspective, it looks um 
it's an interesting building. It's a fascinating building. It certainly catches your eye, but there's always improvements. There's always, you always have to be improving because if you're not improving, then you're getting worse. And that's always been uh, the vision that, that uh, Calvin Sampson has said. And now it seems like Houston, that the athletics department is trying to, to make that a reality. Dayon would say you in terms of, uh, I mean, the Gabby Lewis is the most uh, up-to-date facility at the athletics uh, across the athletics department certainly more recently what does that show that they're you know they're not necessarily waiting they're trying to get those improvements in now a year ahead of the the big big 12 move just showing their commitment and i just said a second ago they're listening to what the um the coaches coach sampson coach hogerson all the coaches what they saying they need and therefore they're going out and giving them their resources they're trying to find the resources to get houston to the same level Strictly, it's getting to, to the buildings, to the facilities, to the funding, and all those different things that other schools have. And so, I'm loving the commitment. Coach Sampson, he's been right on it. He's never complacent. And that's what I'm hearing. There's no complacency with just, oh, yes, we're happy now. Let's just go, go, go. No, let's make sure we have uh, all the P's that's properly prepared. Make sure we put our coaches, all the different teams in the right position. And then it'd be up to them to execute. So it sounds like the, the administration is doing their job. The coaches um, um, are doing their jobs. So I, I'm excited to see how it all comes together. And, of course, it wouldn't be an announcement without a hype video. Now, obviously, of course, we're not going to play the entire video. We will uh, share the link uh, to if you do are interested in watching the full video. But we do want to play a snippet of kind of essentially uh, the buzz that they're trying to create because they're trying to raise $150 million. That's going to be a tough task. Uh, but let, let's see uh, what kind of the production they, they've done. If there's one thing that defines us, it's our drive. The University of Houston's uh, next goal is to become a top 50 public university in the country. Our drive to be champions on the field and champions of life. I don't think University of Houston can achieve its goal of being top 50 without doing really well, very competitive nationally. Our drive to take Cougar Athletics to a national stage. If you want to compete for championships, you have to have championship support. You have to have championship resources. And obviously, of course, I have to cut it short just in terms of we don't want to take all the buzz away from the University of Houston uh, Athletics Department. But I mean, we probably listen to 30, 40 seconds of it. It's about over two minutes long. So if you want to go check out the full video, be sure to check out the official University of Houston Athletics YouTube channel. Uh, we will share the link in the description if you want to check that out. But right off the gate, I mean, they got Jim Nance doing narration and Kelvin Sampson, his quote, just that's what's the stuck out to me you know if you want to win championships you need to have championship support that says it all it is and he said one word you need to have the resources it's just like i said once you get those resources you got a really good coaches in place now i mean there's really nothing stopping them as far as just going out and making their dreams a reality like coach i mean excuse me president couture said not only just athletically but she wants the school to be a top 50 school and uh, public school and so yeah academia that's big praise and that, that's big aspirations and so i think it couldn't be done it's a lot of funding and resources that um the school will need it looks like they're jumping out in front of it so not just talking about it like i just said but trying to make that come into fruition and um i, I definitely think it's possible Houston's in a, a really good city a big city and so i mean i i love the direction i love the administration what they're doing 
And like I just said a second ago, man, I'm excited. And we'll put a bow in it right there. Coming right up on Pod Slam and Jamma, uh, we'll finish up the conversation of the new Houston Rise program, as well as get into some of the new additions made by the women's basketball team on June 21st. Uh, coming right up on Pod Slam and Jamma, covering your UH athletics. Continuing here on Pod Slam and Jamma. The Houston sports program is on the rise. But like we just mentioned, President Couture is not only settling there. She just talks about the school wanting to be a top 50 public school academically as well. I mean, Andy, what do you think about her thoughts, not only on the athletic side, but also academically in the accelerations for, for Houston as well? No, I think that that's as the president of a university of the institution, that's been amazing to see the the emphasis that they've had, um, not just from the athletic side and obviously the move to the Big 12, when, especially from the sides that we covered. That's uh, kind of the main things that we focused on, you know, what are going to be some of the rivalries, what are going to be some of the matchups, uh, the TV contract payouts that they're going to receive. Um, even just the first year, uh, the first two years where they're not even officially full members, they're going to be getting about 18 to $20 million from TV payouts, which is about, you know, two and a half times more than they're currently getting or that they got this past season, which was about roughly $8.5 million just from the American Athletic Conference's payout. So just right there, that that's a big improvement. That's a big jump. But then when you look at the academic sides of things, it's going to be interesting to see because they already have these buildings, the the new uh, medical uh, building, the new medical school that they are launching, University of Houston. They are also launching the new law building. Uh, those have been ongoing. I know every now and then, I mean, we, we graduated from the University of Houston. We knew how it stretches when we're just walking around campus. It wasn't necessarily always the, the best campus to walk around just in terms of construction. Um, sometimes roads weren't necessarily the, the best to walk on, uh, but it certainly seems like the last couple of years, there's been a, a shift and uh, hopefully it's a sign for, for things to come. That's, like I said, we're both alumni. Um, uh, and everything else aside, we'd like to see the university, um, you know, do well. And I think this is the perfect step forward. And I, I'm interested and I'm, I'm really hopeful that the move to the Big 12, that they're making these improvements to, to like I said, launching the new medical building, um, the new medical school, and they're launching uh, the new law center building. And just buildings seem to be popping up all over the place. We know they're really good at launching new um, parking garages, but I think just in general, hopefully it's good that, you know, it continues. And it's not just necessarily, uh, yes, it's good for law. It's good for, for medicine. That's the big key. But on uh, some of these other buildings as well, and we've, we mentioned it, I think we mentioned it when we had, um, Cordell Jefferson, he wanted to study business. Bauer is one of the best uh, business schools in the country. So they're taking that improvement. And honestly, with, like you said, located in the city of Houston, um, they have a good opportunity. It finally seems like they're capitalizing on um, you want to be a big program. You got to spend like a big program and you got to make those investments. And it certainly seems like that's there. I'll bottle it up and keep growing because at the end of the day like i said if they can bottle it up and, and be one of those top institutions that's just going to be great for um city of houston and for for alumni like us you can't, can't fail to mention that um, student housing is it went under renovations that yeah. they're constantly adding new um, student housings renovating it and so there, it's all around the board as far as houston they're trying to make it a better score and I think they have the right administration in place to reach for it to reach where they reach its peak. 
Absolutely. And on that note, uh, we'll transition over again, this time to the um, back to athletics with uh, the women's basketball team who um, on June 21st announced the additions of two new transfers, um, guard Kiara Sanderlin uh, and forward Avalon Miller. Sanderlin comes from Rutgers University, another uh, you know, power five transfer, which uh, Ron Huey and his staff, good kudos to them. They're, they're getting a lot of these players that come from power five schools that have the experience and might not have necessarily gotten a lot of playing time at those schools, but obviously they still spent time there and they can kind of bring uh, I wouldn't say necessarily that competitive um, experience, but just being a part of those programs and coming to the University of Houston, I'd imagine they're hoping that that's kind of helps elevate the level. Um, certainly yeah. once it comes to, to practices. I was just going to say, I think you would be right if you say a competitive um, spirit because they, they've competed at that level, like you just mentioned, whether they mm-hmm. have a lot of playing time on the court or in practice. So they know what it takes to be at that level already versus recruiting a high school player who's coming from the high school level coming to the college and there's an adjustment period there. And so, I mean, there is some competitive juices there that they, they have. And so I think you would be right about that. And the the other transfer, uh, Miller, she's a forward. Um, she actually comes from a JUCO. She comes from Gulf Coast a State College in Florida. And just looking at um, the the initial release that they sent and just doing uh, some re- research on two players, obviously I think the, the one that stacks out or stands out first has to be Sunderland, just of where she comes from, from Rutgers. And even though she didn't play uh, that much, she, she only played, she only made an appearance in 10 games and was averaging six minutes a game. Uh, but like you said, she has been around uh, a program that's power five program coming over to the women's basketball team. We saw it a little bit last season with their transfers. Um, you know, just Tiara Young that comes right off the bat. She was transferring over uh, from LSU, uh, Dan, just your overall thoughts on this news. I mean, I think it's good news. My one thing that you um, didn't mention is she's from San Antonio. Um, yeah. That's what coach um, Todd Dillich from San Antonio. And so I don't know if there was um, some relative, <laughs> um, if there was some common ground there between the two. That being from San Antonio, she went to Converse Justins and really started Converse Justin and Rutgers, who had some success of recent years. And so that, that that's a good school and a good conference as well. So I think it's just adding you can never have too much talent. Now it's about putting it all together, getting them all one page, one goal, one sound, and just coming out and putting it all together. That's the big piece. Over the last couple of years, the talent hasn't been the problem at all. And so I think she's going to fit right in. And um, whether she makes an impact or what on her first year has to be determined. But I think um, she'll fit right in for sure. Mm-hmm. And on, on the other side of things from uh, Miller, who, like I said, she's coming from uh, Juco. <clears throat> uh, when it comes to transferring over, obviously, from different level to the University of Houston program, uh, that's going to be a little adjustment period. But she brings great size, just 6'4", and at the JUCO level, she averaged uh, just over four uh, over four rebounds a game. And I think that's something that the women's team this past season kind of lacked at times. And that, that was just that ability to crash board and, and finish possessions at times. Uh, Dan, what do you think about uh, the acquisition of Miller? 
I think that's a great acquisition. I think um, she can help Tatiana Hill on the boards, and they lost Jasmine Lewis, who went to Texas Tech, Fatou Dion, who was a graduate senior. And so they're, they're missing size inside, and I think she can come in and be a great addition, looks to have long length, and really someone you said to really help pound the glass. They were a good offensive rebounding team, and an average around 11, if my memory serves me correct, but they can need to take that next step better and really dominate on the glass, similar to like the men's do. So I think she's going to come over and, and make that impact on the glass and be big and also be able to give some some scoring. I think maybe a little versatility, be able to knock down that short mid-range jump shot as well. And so um, Coach Huey and staff is doing a great job stockpiling talent. Now, I, I cannot wait to this next season, I think – going to put it all together and they're really going to reach their team goals and ultimately goals and get to the the tournament but first things first i think they're going to really win an american issue wow um what makes you say why do you think um you're confident in them being able to put it together or what is it about just the moves that they have made that they you feel that they could um you know like you said win the american athletic conference uh, i think they have great leadership within the players. I mean, you hear it often from players that say great teams are coach-led teams. And you start with who I think probably be voted as a captain now in her junior years, Layla Blair. You start there with mm-hmm. just strictly her work ethic, how she works, how she loves the game of basketball. And then you got upperclassmen like Bria Patterson and Tatiana Hill, who, who's been through the lows, who's been through the mid and kind of touched the high of scene from what being one first far out. So they have that hunger and, and that's still that want to get there. And then Tiara Young, I, I think she's that next player who can potentially lead this team in scoring. I think her and Layla Bear can be 1A, 1B and, and swap on a game-to-game basis. And I think they can be the, the, the two best dynamic guards in the American, but particularly maybe even in the country if they put it all together. And so with just the talent that they have, the leadership that they have, I think the chemistry that they're going to have, I think it's all in one unit. It's all in unison. And I think it's going to be a big year for Coach uh, Coach Ronald Huey. One final thing I did want to ask, just in terms of this offseason, they haven't necessarily uh, – the university – Houston women's basketball team, they're going to come in uh, with four new faces this upcoming season. Uh, they're not going to necessarily be the traditional sense just in terms of four of these players are transfers. Um, how different of a dynamic do you think that'll be for the team? Usually when you think of uh, new faces, you know, you think of fresh out of high school, freshman recruits, obviously they got to learn the ropes just in terms of overall being able to adapt to playing on another level. That's not necessarily the case for these four players, but it's still going to be uh, kind of a catching up process i think it's going to be good because like you said there's not going to be that time period to adjust from high school to college now i think you're still getting players who transfer from from um d1 institutions and you got one coming from community college level i think they're going to still have that that hunger because it didn't go however they wanted to go at their previous school so now it's kind of starting all over in a sense from an athlete to have to prove yourself and you got a school who i'm sure it's told you like we're trying to get to this next step and we need you to be a piece of that puzzle and so you feel wanted and you see there the talent like it goes back to the leadership within the players like i talked about i think layla blair is going to come in set the tempo along with bria tatiana tiara um, Brittany Onyeje, who I didn't mention as well, who really got better in her first two years at Houston. And so I think just that collection of talent 
really going to start during this offseason to really strengthen the goals and really find their roles. I think too many times last year with having so much talent was um, not only with injuries, just kind of the way the season played out, but it took quite a while for the team to kind of really find their roles and develop that chemistry and who is going to do what on the game to game basis. Who do we need to do what on a game to game basis? And you bring back 80% of your scoring, assisting, rebounding, um, primarily the, 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 um, the chemistry as far as the, the responsibilities are, are going to be in the roles are going to be set. Now it's going to be some of those other players like we just mentioned, whether it be um, either a transfer or who was a freshman last year or a sophomore last year, like Cameron Cameron Jones taking that next step, maybe Kendall Brown and Asia Thompson to, to really um, special and star in their role. And so uh, I, I think um, they're definitely on the right way. They got all the pieces. I think Coach Hugh is going to really put it together and, and quite all those naysayers up this year. Now, I, I know I said that one final thing. I do have one follow-up, and this is more about Kara Sanderlin uh, specifically. So coming out of high school, she was um, really, like you said, she's a San Antonio native, and she was really um, garnering a lot of interest. I mean, just looking at what she did in high school, she averaged 16.9 points a game over six rebounds uh just under four assists um obviously i could just mention she didn't necessarily play that much uh for a really struggling Rutgers team that uh a season ago um we're not necessarily lighting the world on fire over in the big 10 but she does have uh that experience is there ever obviously there's an adjustment period but is there ever something where you're not necessarily playing that much your first year in college and it might not even necessarily be um among a powerhouse program and then you transfer after one season and then you have to you know essentially dive into another learning curve uh what is that process like for for a player like that where you know in high school she had strong numbers then she goes her first year in college and just is over on a struggling situation I think it, it can go either way with the program and what the coaches are selling you. If you look for Coach Sampson, I'm pretty sure what they sold Ty J. I mean, not only did they have to sell – not to have to sell him much as far as the program and what he was coming to, but I think if there's honesty within the role and then be honest about the potential of their role to even grow even more. And so I think it just has to start honesty from the coaching staff and what we're looking for within you and be honest. We're going to give you that opportunity to you, whether in practice and games to even open your role even more. But um, I think that has something to do with it. But when you transfer, I would think in, um, you know, it's right. You do have to readjust to the system, get to know the new system, get to know the new coaching staff, new players, but that's why you have an offseason. Do that all that during the offseason and see how each other play. So, I mean, it, it's a good thing. But like you said, it, it, there is um, some could be some issues within um, transferring as well. Or cons, I and, yeah, for sure. And that's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to our official Twitter page at Pod Slamajama on twitter and if you haven't done so already please be sure to subscribe to the clip city control room youtube account and give this video a like everything helps it only takes like five seconds please help us out and obviously of course you can follow me on twitter at aonis underscore five day on i'll let you say the final word where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, like mentioned below, at Dayan Dunlap. But we cannot let this episode go out without sending off um, our best wishes to 
the former head coach for the trackers now going on to Auburn. Yeah. And he did an outstanding job. Coach Burrell is a legend at Houston uh, Mount Rushmore uh, from Coach Sampson said, as far as coaches at the University of Houston, he accepted the head coaching job at Auburn. Much love to his family, um, what he was able to do, all the Americas, the championships, everything that he done from the University of Houston, man. Greatly appreciate it. Best of wishes to your entire family and a move to, to Auburn. I know you're going to go down and, and kill it, but cannot let this episode go on without seeing that. It sounds for Coach Burrell, but as always, go Cougs.